Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. Today, we are going to look at Gideon and how he tested God. And I've got a question for you, Anson. Should we test God? <laughs> That's a really good question and one um, that I think we we want to do very frequently. Yeah. Meaning we're, we're having a decision or a big thing's going on in our life and we want to be like, I want to know for sure this is what's happening. Yep. And if you if you remember from Dave speaking this past weekend at at our church, and if you haven't, you can listen back to that to that podcast there. But he talked about Gideon, and and Gideon was this person who tested God multiple times, and one of those was was the way that he laid this fleece out at night, said, "Can this make this wet and the ground be dry around right. it?" So there be dew on the on the fleece, but not on the ground. And then he asks God to do the opposite the next night. Yeah. And it's this really fascinating thing because they're about to go into this massive battle that they are very under-resourced for. Um, they have no none of the resources that the Midianites have. They have none of the people that the Midianites have. And the Lord is calling them to go and, and, and fight them. And Gideon's like, I need to know. So he's Gideon is putting all his faith on a wet or dry sweater. Exactly. You know, that exactly. he like threw out in his garden and was like, all right, if this is dry, you know. So it's very, it's it's odd, right? Um, Super odd. But always wondered, you know, is there a scientific explanation maybe for this, yeah. right? Like when God created the rainbow, there's a scientific explanation for mm. how that works. And I've always wondered like, okay, is there a scientific explanation for why <laughs> wool, you know, might stay dry when yeah. everything else around it is wet? Yeah. No, it's super fascinating. I, I honestly don't have those answers. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there there could be, or it could just be God provided a miracle in the in this way. And that's what we that's what we sort of learn and glean from this passage yes. is is that God was definitely present and working in here. Like, it's not normal for the fleece to be dry and the ground to be wet and then it to be flipped the next night. Like, that's not normal. So it does, like, God is present and working in here. But then that leaves us with the question. So if Gideon is like, hey, God, give me these things to make sure. Do this for me to make sure. What does that mean for us? Like, are we supposed to do ask God for certain things or right. are we supposed to be like, I'll do that if you do this. Exactly. And that puts us in a really challenging spot. And a dangerous position to be Super in. Super dangerous position to be in because then we're looking and saying, all right, if he doesn't do this, then I'm not doing it. Right. Or you might not think that he exists. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not, it, honestly, it's not a good spot to be in. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really dangerous spot to be in. But I think one of the things that we can learn from this passage is last week we had talked about this prescriptive versus descriptive, this this difference between how we read different texts in Scripture. So if you're reading this prescriptively, you'd be reading it saying, hey, this is, this is truth. We should be doing this. We should test God in this right. way. If you're reading it descriptively, you are more saying, all right, this is something that happened. Let's learn and let's glean from it. Um, 
and that is sort of where I would fall again on this passage. And and I think many, many people fall on this passage as saying it's it's more of a descriptive passage, talking about this is what happened, is not necessarily what should happen. I mean, Deuteronomy six sixteen, the the text that Jesus quotes when he's being tempted by by the devil in the desert is do not test the Lord your God right. in this in this way. So what is it what what can we learn from this? And I think one of the things we can learn from it is this this aspect of when we are going through things, whether it be internal struggle, whether it be big decision, whether it be these things where our temptation is to be like, God, will you do this for me? Do X, Y, do X, Y, and Z for me, for me to be able to do this. Like rather than saying do X, Y, and Z, we then, we look to God's scripture, we go to prayer and, and we go to God for these things, not saying we won't move until we get an answer, mm-hmm. but rather saying, trusting that, God is with us and God is walking with us and that if we're walking in obedience with his scriptures, then we are walking in obedience with the Lord. That's one thing we have college, um, high school students all the time coming up through through our uh, our student ministry and in the class um, that we teach called Launch. Yep. And one of the questions that we always have is like, what if it's the wrong college or what if it, what if it's not the right college or, or whatever? Like, and my answer is there isn't a right or wrong college. Yeah. The college you end up at will be one where God will powerfully use you and powerfully work through you and powerfully move you and, and, and challenge you and grow you and everything. There's not like this college is the only one you can go to. This college is the only one. So I think as we think about this differently, Gideon here doesn't have the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit hasn't come. He's not powerfully moving in and through everybody's lives around mm-hmm. him. So he's looking to God, whereas we have the Holy Spirit guiding and leading. We also have the entire scriptural canon to look at. Yep. And we also have the trust that we know God is with us. So while we don't always and won't always have the exact answer mm-hmm. or this precise this is exactly what God has asked me to do because that's a really that's a really vulnerable spot to be in. Yeah. Yet we also in those spaces can trust that God is with us. And also if if something that if we feel like we're following God and we're pursuing him and, and we're going along these ways and it is going to lead us towards something that's not good or not that God doesn't have for us, like God won't allow that yes. to happen. Yep. Like God is still sovereign, God is still good. God is still walking with us. So I think when we think of testing God, I think that that puts us in a really, really dangerous spot because what we end up doing is we end up saying, hey, I won't believe in you unless you do this, or this isn't your will unless you do this, or this Mm -hmm. isn't your will unless you do this, rather than trusting in what he has done, meaning his son on the cross, the the scriptures, what he has with the Holy Spirit living in and through us, all these different aspects that I think are really powerful for us walking in his will rather than testing him to see what his will is. Yeah. And we actually find in the Old Testament and probably in the New Testament as well, uh, but I can think of one specific one in Malachi 3, 10. um, Basically, this is the Lord saying to the Israelites, He's saying, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then he, the Lord says this, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. So that's God mm. telling the Israelites, test me. Mm. And that's exactly what we find that Gideon did, right? He was testing God. And so there, I mean, do you think also that this Malachi uh, scripture, Malachi 3.10, 
is more descriptive. So it's kind of very specific to that kind of passage and that time and that people group to where today, you know, it's not maybe quite as applicable or is it? I mean, this is, so this is actually a very financial one. Yeah, this one's super financial. And I think it is finance. Finances is one that I almost think of a little bit differently because I think sometimes like we we are so like finances is one thing that we feel like we can control. Right. Like we feel like if we have all these things, we can control it. And and sometimes us giving of finances is a way of sort of quote unquote testing God's faithfulness to us and provision yeah. for us. Um, and so I think, I don't know if I would say, I, I do think this text is probably still more descriptive towards that, towards that culture and towards, towards that setting. Um, because I, I think, a lot of times what we see in the New Testament is this. We're not testing God, meaning if I give of $250, then God will get me this or do right. these things for me or or whatever. But what we do know and what we do see within Scripture is that, hey, if I give those $250, like God's not going to let me, like, not have... Like, he, he will walk with me. Right. He will care for me. He will provide. Like, He is provider. So when we hold our money so tightly and don't give of it or don't walk with it with open hands and in, in, in walking faithfully with the Lord, we are not trusting that he is provider and that he will provide. Yeah. So when we do that, we're not trusting him. But I, I do think there is almost this this sense of when we feel like we're we're giving of money or giving of resources or these things where sometimes I do feel like we can almost be like, I'm testing your faithfulness, God. I'm testing your provision for yeah. me if you don't do these things. Um, but I do think a lot of times when we think of this testing idea, we are more, we, we are looking more into this lack of faith and, and trust in the Lord because we're saying if you don't do these things or if you if I, if I don't have this set thing, then I'm not going to do this, whereas that's not what we see in Scripture. That's not how we see movement in Scripture yep. or in day-to-day life. Yeah, no, that is awesome. So, yeah, and I think um, as you were talking, thinking of the New Testament, even the disciple Thomas, he, mm. I mean, he asked to poke Jesus, right? He, I think it was him, right? Who, yeah. who was like... Hey, Doubting Thomas. Yeah, and like put his finger in the side of Christ. Uh, I mean, that's like... The, Super weird, man. I mean, the ultimate test though. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, that is very much like the equivalent, I think, of putting your underpants outside to see if <laughs> they stay dry, you know? So you do see it all throughout scripture and God being just so merciful and mm. understands how kind of dumb and doubting we are um obviously has grace and mercy Mm. and shows uh, throughout scripture that like okay people are going to test me and i'm going to like show them exactly who i am and that i am here and that i am present and stuff Mm. so really interesting topic i think it's one of those great things as well to really talk about uh, among those in your small group and things sure. like that like you know how has god shown himself to you have you ever tested him or uh, tried to kind of come up with some sort of weird bargain or whatever it is you know kind yeah. of with god and just open up about those things and stuff awesome stuff to, to study yeah, absolutely and appreciate you doing all this research we hope you guys enjoyed the message on sunday learning about gideon if you missed it Go back and listen, guys. You'll find it on our Spotify, Apple podcast, or on the uh, Crossway app. So, Anson, thank you so much for doing all this. We'll see you later. See you, Chris.
Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.